Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com, and Initial-Impact.com. Please, if you find this podcast helpful, spread the word far and wide. I'm trying to help reach as many people who can't perhaps afford high-level coaching in the world. Um, and of course, if you can afford high-level coaching, please come and have a session with me because I really want to assist you to boost yourself further. And these podcasts will only take you so far. But rest assured, if you cannot afford at the moment to get high-level coaching at all, then I hope that in some way, shape or form, what I'm sharing here will assist you to grow and advance your English whilst you're getting yourself into a better financial position. Also, one thing you can do to help me is spread the news of this podcast far and wide. So even if you can't afford to buy me a cup of coffee to help sponsor me to support keeping this podcast free, you can help me by telling as many people as possible about the podcast. That doesn't cost you anything at all other than a few clicks, right? To all of your friends, pop it on your social media feed, tell people, tell, tell me, okay? But personally, I'd love you to tell lots of other people because my mission here my part of my life that I'm in right now is to reach as many people as I can and to help as many people as I can whether that be for free or not okay so this is what I'm here to do can you help me to help you that would be fantastic thank you so much all right so let's crack on today I'm going to be talking again about IELTS because it is a common topic of concern Many of you want to know how to handle the things such as the IELTS writing task one for bar charts. You're going to have to know how to do this properly. Remember, it's not just bar charts um, and it's not just for IELTS. So stick around. Even if you're not doing IELTS, you need to listen to this because if you are somebody who is in a profession where you have to write a report about statistics, you have to give a PowerPoint presentation, you need to know these languages, okay? These different phrases because if you don't, your presentation is going to sound pretty boring I'm sorry to say okay so let's talk about it from the IELTS point of view but listen up if you're not doing IELTS listen for the vocabs regardless because you can use this in your business presentations and if you are writing just essays perhaps you're a grad undergrad okay this will help you too so for IELTS itself you have to write a 150 word report about a bar chart sometimes called a bar graph a process diagram a table or a pie chart Okay, and it's really important because there's slightly different languages used to describe each of these. And we're going to break this down quickly um, in this particular podcast. So what you generally see in an IELTS writing task one is an X and a Y axis graph, okay, a bar chart. And on this, you're going to see uh, one axis will give a specific category being compared, maybe, you know, countries, books, I don't know, whatever. And the other axis usually is a value. So dollar amounts, percentages, you know, number of thousands of sales, these types of things. Okay. First things first, one, read the title. Really important. Many students make the biggest error of their life by not reading the title. And then they incorrectly start to write about what the bar chart is. Big mistake always read the title. Two, look at the time frame. So there is a given period of time covered in the chart. Now, are you looking at a specific year? Are there multiple years being compared here? And are we also talking about in the past or the future? So this will determine your grammar, obviously your tenses, is it past, present or future, and the style to a certain extent. You need to be able to use past tense language, okay, the language of change or future tense language when discussing your data. So it's essential that you are good with your grammar tenses. If you struggle with those, you need to work on them, okay. Decide what you're comparing, all right, have a look at the titles on those X and Y axis. What does it say they are, 
Okay, this is important information because it will form the language you use in the essay um, and the corresponding other words you should also use. So, for example, a bar chart that might compare gross earnings of um, you know movies in five categories. Okay, between two thousand and eight and two thousand and ten. All right then you would need to know how you're going to move and transition and compare the different categories like romance movies, mystery movies, you know, um, sci-fi movies, whatever it is, okay? And this is essential, essential that you are good at knowing how to do comparatives. So we're going to talk about that. So, right, now you know what the writing task is about. These are the vital elements I'd like you to focus on including in your essays, all right? And again, if you're not doing IELTS, you can do this in your PowerPoint presentations or your reports you're writing. So always start with an introduction, right? Explain what you're going to be talking about, what the chart is about, give an overview of the main points as you see them, okay? And you must make sure you include this. Your intro can be short, but it absolutely has to be there. If you don't, you're going to drop points, all right? And if you spent enough time examining the chart, it should be fairly easy to write what, what we're going to be discussing, all right? Second thing, look for the key data. Make sure that you're comparing and contrasting the data. Don't just list the data from one section to the next. Uh -uh, that's going to lose you marks, okay? And if you're doing this, certainly as a PowerPoint presentation, really boring presentation, right? People want to know why this data is important and how it compares. So, you you know, if you just write about what happened to X and then what happened to Y and then what happened to Z or Z without showing any relationship between them, you won't get a high score in IELTS and you will put your audience to sleep if you're doing a presentation. Boring, boring, boring. Okay. In the second paragraph and going ahead further from that, right, make sure you show that connection between the pie charts and the graph or the bar chart rather than just listing the data from each separately. So focus here on similarities and differences. Highlight them using linking words. Now, to do this, you need to look for similarities and differences when you first analyze that chart. And you need to decide, you know, what can reasonably and logically, sensibly be put together or not. All right. So this means basically you don't have to describe everything you see, but pick out the key points. All right. So you might like to um, look at some, you know, perhaps if there is one part of the chart that's higher than the other from a different point of year, you could say it's an interesting point of note to know that romance movies, okay, earned the most gross income at the box office between 2008 and 2010 with sales ranging from I don't know 5 billion US dollars to 110 billion dollars whatever right okay in contrast okay horror and sci-fi movies were the poorest revenue generators of the five categories earning only 1 billion dollars at its highest point or highest peak whatever or at the peak should we say at the peak okay in I don't know 2008 with a mere 3 million at its lowest peak in 2009. For example, I'm just making this up off the top of my head there for an example, right? But you get my point. Group the data together. Uh, so you've got a well-organized and coherent answer. It's a really good idea to divide your answer into two or three paragraphs. Make sure it's well-organized people, all right? And even if you're not doing this for IELTS, please do it in your report, okay? If you're gonna write a report for management or the directors, because it, it helps them understand what you're trying to perhaps advise them, persuade them of or whatever, okay? Make it easy to read so people understand what it is you're trying to tell them, okay? 
To do this effectively, group similar ideas together into paragraphs or sections. Cohesion and coherence are key. Now, my Arabic speakers, I, I, you know, you have a hard job on this because in your native Arabic language, um, you have a lot of run-on sentences. This is a huge challenge for you all. I admire you all so much because it is hard work for you to get to, to grasp this, okay, to get the gist of this and then really make a good, good fist of it. Now, listen to those words to get the gist of it, to make a good fist of it. These are good expressions, all right? To make a good fist of it means basically to make a good go of it, all right? To punch solidly, all right? So if you're going to make a good fist of it, I want you to give it your full effort and attention. Cohesion and coherence are the key, succinct, to the point. So try to avoid doing run-on sentences. Don't make the sentences more elaborate than they need to be. Stick to the key points. Keep your writing nice and tight, okay? If you struggle with that, you can get yourself the, um, the 10 tasks. If you go to eslbusinessenglishexperts.com, purchase, it's very inexpensive. The 10 IELTS written tasks from me, okay? You can do those at your own time, all right? And basically, I will send you the task and you can practice writing and sending them to me and you will get critique, you will get advice, I will correct it, and you can see exactly how to tighten up your sentence structures so that you don't make that error and you pick up the higher points, all right, people? Also, use a wide variety of sentence structures, include complex sentences and simple sentences. That way, it's not too wordy, but it's also not too basic. It's balanced. Same again for your presentations. Do not just use short, basic sentences. It's boring, okay? But equally, do not, you know, bamboozle. That's a lovely word. Do not make the audience confused by using so many high-level words that it sounds like a word salad, that you're just reciting a dictionary. Balancing everything in life is key. Always, always provide a short summary conclusion at the end of what you included in your essay or in your presentation. So at the end of your presentation, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for coming to the presentation. I hope that you can see that what we've discussed is blah, 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 blah. There's your summary. OK. Any questions, right? Or for you and your IELTS, you want to just summarize it. And one line is enough for this here. So, for example, it could be overall, it can be seen from the chart that, um, you know, in conclusion, 2009 was the best year for movie sales in all five categories. Finished, okay? Finally, in IELTS, make sure that word count is 150. It's got to be the magic 150. Now, um, describing an IELTS academic bar chart is fairly straightforward, I would say. But in order to write well, you need to be extremely clear on the relationship being expressed in it. So do be careful. Do not rush past this step. Take your time. To give you an idea, many of my students say, Mark, how much time should I give? Okay, it's hard, but I would suggest you don't want to spend more than 20 minutes on IELTS writing task one. Save most of your time, okay, for the essay writing. That's really important. Uh, important. Um, now, I hope this has given you a, a very good idea, a very good idea of what you need to do. Let me just talk uh, a little bit more about some vocab for this, okay? This will be helpful for you. So the sorts of things that you might need to talk about are things such as trends and increases, okay? Um, proportion, fractions, steps, processes, comparisons. It is essential that you can get these down. So I'm going to give you a whole list of these, okay? What I'd like you to do is just take a note of these as I say them, and then I would like you to try and practice using them correctly, okay? Um, so you ready? All right, so here we go. We're going to have things such as this. The table illustrates the trends in something. 
The chart reveals information about the changes in whatever. The bar graph provides a whatever. The line graph presents how X has changed over a period of whatever. According to the pie chart, whatever. The graphic clearly shows that whatever. As the chart indicates, whatever, the table reveals that whatever. Okay, so you can hear how those are good introductory parts to use, okay, sentence structures. Now, here's some verbs for trends. Are you ready? Fluctuates, varies, rises, falls, dips, remains steady, remains stable, remains unchanged, levels off, peaks at, reaches a peak of, hits a high off, hits a low off, bottoms out at, plateaus. Okay, adverbs, gradually, steadily, quickly, rapidly, slowly, eventually. And the nouns? Fluctuation, variation, rise, fall, dip, level, peak, high, low, plateau. Adjectives, gradual, steady, quick, rapid, slow, eventual, steep, sharp, high, low, extreme. Okay. And also what I'd like you to think about here is increases and decreases too. So the verbs for these, rises, increases, climbs, grows, goes up jumps, decreases, drops, falls, declines, plummets, plunges, okay. Adverbs, steadily, gradually, sharply, rapidly, slightly, dramatically, significantly, considerably, moderately, modestly, okay. So these are really important that you get the hang of these. Now let's look at the nouns. Rise, increase, growth, jump, decrease, drop, flop, fall, decline, plummet, plunge. And some adjectives for you. Steady, gradual, sharp, rapid, slight, dramatic, significant, considerable, modest, moderate. Okay. Comparisons, these are really helpful. More than, less than, equal to. Some verbs for you. Surpasses, equals. Nouns, greatest, least. Some comparative descriptors for you as well. Nearly, almost, approximately, just under, just over, roughly, around, larger, greater, lesser, smaller, similar. Okay. And when you think about steps and processes, because you will need to introduce these two, you want to use these types of things, so the adverbs. Firstly, first of all, to start with, at the beginning, second, third, then, after that, next, later, subsequently, following that, following this, before, prior to, finally, lastly. Nouns, step, stage, phase. Percentage vocab, you're going to need this a little bit. So X percent, an X percentage, okay? So X, Y, and Z percent, okay? Adjectives, insignificant, small, significant, large, equal. Right, okay, so again, I want you to really work on these hard. Fraction vocabs for you, a few. One-tenth, one-fifth, a quarter, half, three-quarters, etc. Okay, your adverbs for these around, about, approximately, less than, more than, equal to. So you can hear just from the list that we've had so far, there are lots of vocabs that you really can use to make your essays or your presentations exceptionally interesting. Some things that we can use to talk about proportion as well. Here are some adjectives here for you. Okay, so insignificant, small, significant, large, equal. If we're talking about nouns, we would say something like a proportion, a majority, 
a minority, a ratio of X to, to Y, okay? Adverbs you might use approximately, roughly. And then let's look at some time phrases for you as well, just to help a little bit here. So you might say from X to Z, between X and Y, so between 1998 to 2010, throughout, in, the X to X period. So the, I don't know, the 2008 to 2009 period. Over the 2009 period, okay? Or over a or an period, okay? Whatever it is, okay? Over an extended period, okay? From that point, over the next X years, 10 years, five years, over the following X years, okay? The graph predicts that in the future, there will be whatever it is, okay? Concluding, okay? How do you conclude? In general, overall, finally, in conclusion, okay? To conclude, in summary. Okay, so really think about this. It's important that you understand this. And as you practice, keep a few key things in mind, please. Firstly, paraphrase instead of repeating, all right? Do not just repeat everything, kind of summarize it, particularly at the beginning and end of your essay. Avoid repeating your words. Use a mixture of all these vocabs, right? If you don't know these vocabs, you know what you need to do. 10 minutes every day, okay? I want you to work these out. And I'd like you to practice using them. So five minutes of doing the, the vocab and working out what they are, and five minutes of using them in the right context to summarize what you've either been reading about or something you want to talk about, about your work maybe or your hobbies, and record yourself and listen to yourself back. It will absolutely help you as long as you do it. 10 minutes every day, 28 days, non-stop people. You can't have a break in between because it's important we form a new neuro-linguistic programming circuit in your head here. We want that neural pathway to be getting into a nice new habit. And then you will start to use these words in your day-to-day -day conversations. So, for example, from today's podcast, I'd like you to pick several new words or words you don't often use. I want you to practice out loud using them to summarize what I've been discussing here today or something you're doing at work. And then I'd like you to go forward into your day ahead and use those words with your colleagues in your writing, etc., for the rest of the week. Because we want to get you practicing what we want you to be doing, okay? It's no good just doing passive listening to me here, making no notes and not practicing and not using them, all right? You're just going to end up with huge loads of vocab stuck in your head you're not going to use. And then you're going to come to me or another tutor and say, you've got to help me. I'm not using any new words. There's a reason. It's not you don't know them. It's not it's, you're not using them or forming a new habit. So use it or lose it, people, okay? Also, you've got to know the task requirements, including that word count really important and use the categories of units effectively okay it is a challenge okay but not impossible i really want you to understand i sincerely do that this is easy to do but you've got to prepare for it if you don't prepare you prepare to fail it's an old idiom it's a nice idiom but it's very very true also a quick word about those linking words you've got to know how to use great linking words all right if you can't use linking words start to practice on those as well please all right um it's important and essential because they help us do a transition from a description of visual to a description of another they help us compare and contrast key features and visuals okay and you need to point and highlight data or details of the visuals whether it be a powerpoint or an iots exact okay no difference so what I want you to do here is I want you to, um, for task two, let's just talk about that as well briefly. You need to be able to link 
Okay, present your opinion, move between the paragraphs, provide reasons, give your examples, and explain conditions and consequences of those different scenarios. Okay, so connect your introduction to the summary of the visuals. Move from your main discussion to your conclusion. Okay, people. Um, now, when we think about what you might use here, we're going to be expressing opinions, right? Okay. Um, so these ones are going to be exceptionally helpful for you for task two, I would say. So I think, I feel, I believe that. Personally, I feel that as far as I'm concerned from my point of view. I admit that. I concur that. I agree that. These types of uh, opinion linkings are going to be essential for you. These ones, okay, will be good for the writing task one. So addition, right? So when we're saying moreover, furthermore, in addition, additionally, likewise, on top of that, okay? These are nice linking words. If you want to give emphasis, again, really helpful for, for task two, clearly, indeed, especially, in particular, particularly, okay? Without a doubt, obviously, importantly, okay? Comparison and opposition for task one, these words, however, in contrast, by contrast, in comparison. Meanwhile, on the other hand, but alternatively, nevertheless, okay? Conditions, conditionals, okay, are good for task two, if, unless, on the condition that, providing that, or provided that, as long as, supposing that, otherwise, okay? If you're going to make a concession, again, you might need to do this again, admittedly, even though, although, despite, in spite of this, okay? Examples, for instance, for example, such as, a very good example is, the best example is, to illustrate this, okay, you get the point. Sequence, if you're gonna sequence something, which you need to do, firstly, let me talk about slide one. First of all, let's discuss whatever to start with. Secondly, next, thirdly, fourthly, etc. Lastly, finally, okay. Consequence and results, okay. Again, you need these for task twos as a result, as a consequence, consequently, accordingly. Therefore, on that account, for that reason, and concluding, in conclusion, to conclude, in the end, finally, to summarize, to sum it all up, okay? And I want you to practice, I want you to practice, practice doing these linking words, okay, in your practice writing and your test. Even if you're not doing this for IELTS, it is essential that you are good at linking because this helps make your presentations far more enjoyable. And as we said, we don't want your audience to be falling asleep. So do this, practice this repeatedly and regularly, okay? If you find it too much of a challenge, break it down into smaller chunks, okay? That's the way we get through it. Um, I have whizzed through this, to be fair. Um, this is something that I would go into far more depth in my masterclasses. So if you want a one-on-one -on -one masterclass with me, you know how to book that. The details are all down below. Um, you can also, if you just want to try the tasks with me in your own time without a booking, you can sign up for the spoken and written tasks for IELTS. And again, even if you're not doing IELTS, you can use those IELTS tasks to help improve your writing with me and your speaking with me, okay? Just let me know that you're not doing IELTS and we can then modify it slightly to help you with your particular sector. Remember, what I do is specialised, okay? I'm not just a general coach at all. I'm here to help you with your specific industry needs. So if you want to practice something in your in your the logistics industry, we make it relevant to your particular sector and field. In my coaching, there is no such thing as one size fits all. Okay, I treat you as the individuals that you deserve to be treated as and respected as.
that and we take into account your specific problems. So good luck with all of that. If you found this podcast helpful, please spread the word far and wide. Um, the more people that I can reach, the more this information helps as many people worldwide, even those who can never afford free coaching. All right. And what I would say to you is this. Remember, you're going to get what you believe in. So believe in yourself. Keep practicing today. Okay. And if it feels too hard today, don't worry. Try again tomorrow. But keep going. Keep trying. I'll see you soon. Stay safe. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.